You know, it's hard to believe we're coming up on the 10th anniversary of Clyde Warren Park, which, you know, spending as many time, many years as I have here has got to rank as the most pleasant surprise ever. It really seemed like a neat idea when they first talked about it, but my goodness, the execution and the instant popularity. Kit Sears is president of Clyde Warren Park and doing some celebrating and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. Delighted to be here. So you're a native. I mean, just looking dispassionately, you know, before your association, wasn't this amazing? I mean, the way this, the way the park was just sort of instantly a part of the fabric of this community. Well, it's hard to be dispassionate about anything uh, related to Clyde Warren Park because it's been such a, to your point, such an exciting thing for the city. But yeah, I mean, so I was fortunate before I started my role as president of the park years before I put on the grand opening of Clyde Warren Park for, for Jody and Sheila Grant, the founders. And I vividly remember that part of the planning was to teach people in Dallas how to use a programmed park in ways that we never um, had been able to. So not only to your point about just the engineering and physically creating this space above a highway, but the fact that it would be something that was really a venue that people would keep coming back to over and over again, I think has been has been shocking to everyone. But but over the last 10 years, have the people kind of taught you guys how to how to use the park more than you teaching the people? It, it seems to me 100%. like that's true. Yeah. So early on, um, you know, there were things like the chairs, the movable chairs, and people were used to park benches. So there was a lot of concern the chairs would be stolen. Um, they're not. When people get to Clyde Warren Park, they really they pick up after themselves. They really care for it a lot. And now they know to, you know, they can move the chairs around and create different conversational spaces. But to your point, there were certain sections of the park that really weren't used as well as others. And then there were ones that were overused. So with our new construction we've got going on this year, um, both with the fountain and with the children's park, we're addressing both of those issues. So directly in response to how the park is being used. Well, and so the children's park is is doubling in size. And that's really intriguing because I think, you know, I, everybody abandoned downtown. And, and certainly nobody with children was going to live downtown because it was nothing to do with children. And then all of a sudden you give them something to do and they just use the heck out of it. And now I guess DISD is probably... They're going to be charged with putting in schools for all the children that live down there. They sure are. And it's really fun to see the school buses back again. We haven't had those, as you can imagine, for a couple of years with field trips being canceled, um, you know, due to the pandemic. But, yeah, I think they knew that that children's park area, that playground area was too small the day the Clyde Warren Park opened. I mean, people just swarmed to it. So now um, we're going to be adding not only a, a climbing tower, um, with a slide coming off of it and an additional water feature and rock climbing wall, but also birthday party pavilion because it's oh. a real issue with it's shady. Um, it's a really nice place for people to celebrate, um, you know, celebrate birthdays and celebrations with have celebrations with their family. So that has definitely been um, a direct result of how people have used the space. You know, we, we, we go down there a lot of times we'll go down there and, and have dinner and then stroll over to the arts district, you know, to the theater or something like that and just leave the car there. But I look around there and I wonder, who are all these people? I, I know who I am. I mean, I'm North Dallas and I'm going downtown and I'm going to be, you know, have some fun and go to the arts district. But who are all those other people that use the park? Do they live down there? Well, there we partner with SMU. Um, we haven't done it in the past year or so, but on an annual basis to do uh, different data 
uh, analytics for us. And they really go and talk to everybody in the park. And we also do a lot of online surveying. And they are literally from every zip code in in North Texas. Um, it's 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 almost our, our demographics line up almost perfectly with um, the, the city of Dallas's. It's crazy. So people come for all different reasons um, from all different neighborhoods. And that's to me the beauty of it, because yeah. people look different from each other. Uh, they worship differently from each other. They vote differently from each other. Yet they're all here finding something they have in common, whether it's a concert they want to attend um, or a fitness class. And they're all happy together and enjoying it. Well, and there are concerts at the park and there's certainly fitness classes and everything else. But but I guess what I'm asking is what else are they doing? Are they are they at the park because they were already down there to eat or go into a play or they've been over to the Kennedy Memorial or the Holocaust Museum or and just happen to wander into the park? Are they there certainly, because of the park? Yeah, certainly some people um, are just in the neighborhood and, you know, think let's this will help us make a day of it. It used to be much more of a surgical strike, right, to go to uh, the museum and then go home or, or whatever. But right. now it's it's people linger more, which we're all trying to create a little bit more connectivity between, you know, within the arts district. But a lot of the others, it's a destination in and of itself. I mean, we'll have moms from University Park and families from um, West Dallas, uh, you know, get on the McKinney Avenue trolley with their little kids and ride around, hop off at the park, play in the, um, have their kids play in the, the water features, and then, you know, spend a couple of hours, go to the food trucks, um, make a day of it and then and then go home and the kids are worn out and um, and <laughs> hopefully take nice naps and everybody's happy. But it's it's kind of a great democratizer of play because they really they really are from everywhere. I remember talking early on with I think it was Shannon Wynn was on the show and he was going to put a restaurant down there and he was talking about what he thought it would connect downtown with uptown and that it was a logical going to be sort of a logical pathway that you get a lot of lunch traffic that way, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, but also there's so many residents here now, yeah. you know, and there's so many residents with dogs. So we've also doubled the size of really more than doubled the size of our dog park. We've moved the dog park, which was about 4,000 square feet from our East Lawn over across the, the southern uh, the, the eastbound side of Woodall Rogers the, on the south side of the park um, over to in front of Museum Tower. Over then is there. that and where the close... is that where the fountain's going where the dog park was? Uh, that's the, that's our east lawn. So, yeah, between Pearl and Olive, the fountain is going there. And okay. then the dog, the new dog park's 10,000 square feet um, on Pearl. So we've expanded our footprint a little bit. Um, but the you know, they're like 60 to 70 percent of these residents around here have dogs. Um, so it's really become um, much more than just the lunch crowd. In fact, that, as you can imagine, tapered off a little bit during COVID when the buildings were yeah. empty. But now that's come back. Now the arts institutions have come back and the residents continue to move um, to this neighborhood. And it's a real, you know, interesting, you know, confluence of, of, of different people from different walks of life here for different reasons. So what about the plans to extend to the west down toward down toward the Perot? Where are we? on? Yeah, the so we are. Well, you know, like so many construction projects, um, due to COVID, we've been a little delayed on that. Yeah. So we're hoping to have a little, we're working with the city and uh, TxDOT and others to have a little bit more clarity around that a little bit later this year and hope to get going with that later this year. Are but, you fundraising right, now for that? Um, yes, doing finishing up the fundraising as well. Um, the, the public funds pay for the actual decks and then the private funds pay for what's on top of the decks. 
But really what we're focused on right now, which is not delayed at all, are the, the building of this fountain, which this Nancy Best fountain, which should be open in August um, with the, the light shows starting in probably September. Um, the light, show, light shows on the fountains? Yeah, it's, it's going to be program. It's modeled after um, uh, a place called Longwood Gardens, um, which uh, the DuPont family gave money to, yeah. uh, to create. And it is, there's, there's going to be a show every evening. So you'll be able to come at six o'clock or seven o'clock, depending on exactly the start times of the, um, of the fountain shows. And you'll be able to sit and watch and the, the water will literally be choreographed to music. So it could be an entire Beatles show that you're watching for 30 minutes, watching um, the water dance to a light show um, and the kids running through it um, while you're listening to Beatles music. So it's going to be a place to play, but also some, you know, a real destination for not only locals, but out of town visitors. And that, that's all going to be going by this fall. It sounds fabulous. Hurry up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Believe me, I'm telling them to. <laughs> that's fabulous. Okay. So is there a, is there a date? Is there a tip? Gosh, we were there for the opening. I can't remember. In fact, KRLD went live, I remember, from there. But I can't remember what time of year it was. What What is it? It the... was, I can tell you exactly when it is. It is, the, it is the day after my birthday. So October 26th um, will be our 10-year anniversary. That's it. And so we're doing, um, throughout the year, 10 things that people love about the park so that everybody can can play a role on this. Um, and on social media, go, you know, do hashtag KWP10 and talk about what they love. But we're... We're going to be in October, we're going to have um, a 10th birthday party that um, everyone can come and participate in. So Clyde Warren Parks turns 10. Um, we'll have cupcakes to pass out. Um, we'll have live music and fun activities for kids. But we're really highlighting, um, you know, dogs, as I mentioned, people love having their dogs here. Um, on National Dog Day, which is in August, we're gonna do something special for dogs. We've got our annual celebrations, our Independence Day, our tree lighting, and now a, a free trick-or-treating event that we literally invented, I'm not kidding, a month before it started last year, and 5,000 people showed up for free <laughs> trick-or-treating, um, which was super fun. So we're, we're, we're celebrating moments and days throughout the year to, to let the community participate and enjoy all the things that they like best about Clyde Warren Park. Well, you, you have proved that if you, if you build it, they will come. This is our own field of dreams, uh, Clyde Warren Park. Kit Sayers is the president. And uh, must be a fun job to have. Congratulations. I feel like I'm in the catbird seat every day. <laughs> I mean, it's super fun to be able to see all people come to the park to have, have a good time. I mean, to your point a minute ago, you know, when people come, they now start looking around like, well, what do they have going on for us today? Um, and uh, they come with some excitement. And so we want to keep delivering on that and, and, and have people coming back, you know, more and more of it really be their town square that's great thanks a lot for being with us for more of our conversation go to krld.com slash ceo i'm david johnson news radio today krld